Hi! Today's episode of Nick Flanagan Weekly is sponsored by Ziggy's Middle Eastern Food on Bathurst Street. I purchased a veggie sandwich there earlier. That's the reason I'm not suffering from hanger. Ziggy's hanger management through shawarma and wraps. Welcome, folks, to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick Flanagan, your host of the day. <laughs> Keemstar. Anyone here know Keemstar? I don't think I have that much crossover to the Keemstar audience, and yet I know the name of a variety of YouTube people, including Keemstar, Rice Gum, of course, Jake and Logan Paul. Then you get into the professional Fortnite people like Ninja. It's not important. Just know I game and I watch YouTube so you don't have to. Uh, how are you today? Today is Wednesday. My week has been a roly-poly-oly, let me tell you. Uh, that computer course I mentioned at the beginning of the week, not taking it anymore. I did something that is uh, very common in my life where I uh, got excited and I thought I could do something. I misunderstood what the thing was and the extent of it. And then I backed out. I don't do that all the time. But it just wasn't good timing with this this class. Um, it would have been a great way to interact with different people, learn some computer, computer stuff, uh, get some information. But the thing is, I'm writing a script. I'm excited for that. And today I have three, count them, three voice auditions. And I'm not saying this to brag. I was just in LA and for like two years and things were not happening that smoothly. So, and they're not really happening smoothly here, but you know, they are coming along. So I am reporting this to you because it is positive. Um, yeah. So today, last night I had to send an email that said, uh, I really appreciate the course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. But I just can't do it. And they didn't check their email, and I still think I got like a phone call today. But my phone is broken as well. So uh, that happened. Uh, so that happened. Um, I like having a broken phone in some ways. It's just like, get that stuff away from me. And I can still listen to like podcasts on it if I talk to Siri. It's just there's no screen. If you know how to fix a screen, please write weekly podcast, W-E-A-K-L-Y at gmail.com and uh, offer to fix my screen for a fraction of the cost that it would if I took it into a Mac repair place. Uh, or don't. I'm willing to barter and trade. I can give you a Voltron toy? Maybe. Um, what's going on? I'm listening to some... Uh, Mozart, the comment on this Mozart thing says, thanks to channels like these, we'll soon reach the critical mass of people required to heal the planet. See, this is a very self-centered aspect to the entire spiritual world that really gets to me. To me, the world, and not the spiritual world, but the, the physical world, Gaia, Terra, Firma, Planetos, uh, is, first of all, it's not even the only planet 
in the solar system. So that's incredible. But unto itself, it is a force. It is a being. It is huge. It is massive. It's like John Holmes style massive. Or if we're being gender, uh, trying to satisfy two genders, uh, Dolly Parton style massive. Or um, Caitlyn Jenner's popularity style massive. I'm just trying to cover bases. Or Chaz, this is not going well. I'm going to abandon it. Um, not the podcast. I'm going to keep podcasting for some reason. I'm just going to abandon that metaphor because it was going down the tubes. Okay. Uh, people who think we can like heal the world as humans, that we have that capacity. You know who has that capacity? Turtles. Giant turtles. Maybe a lynx. Um, yaks. Bison. You know, this sort of more cattle in general. Those are what heals the world. Those are the things whose spirit is what forges the ball we're on. We're just part of the animal mix. Maybe if we bind ourselves to animals and, you know, had the unclouded spirit that they have, you know, we could heal the world. But no, it is our follies and our sinning that will destroy the world. And I've accepted it. Have you? Have you accepted apocalypse into your heart uh yeah so that's what i'm saying oh if we all meditate at the same time we're gonna heal the planet man good vibes man good vibes you know what screw vibes we've just got the vibe we got and we're trying to make the best of the world with our vibe and if your dog doesn't like my vibe put the dog in the other room i hate it when people say Oh, uh, you know, this dog is really good at detecting people who are like good people. Yeah, you mean like people who have biscuits in their pocket or who have touched other dogs recently? <laughs> like if a dog starts barking at someone, it is not on that person. It is on whatever crazy idea their owner or their prior owner has put in this dog's mind about what to fear and what fear is. vibes what would you say my vibe is confusing isn't it that's because all of our vibes are confusing nobody leaves this world with a pure vibe the world is what poisons the vibe we enter the world with the pure vibe and then they throw mud on it alright well a little uh, Wednesday hump day spirituality for you um, hi, my name is Patch Adams, and I'm here to high-five any sick kids around. I've never seen Patch Adams, and I never will. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Debunking Podcast. Today on Debunking, we'll be debunking the person Patch Adams. You thought that he was a nice male nurse who took care of the sick children. Actually, he was not a great, perfect guy. I hate that, too, when people go like, you know, Mother Teresa was actually bad. It's like, yeah, probably. I don't know. What, are you going to live a pure life? Even Jesus, uh, you know, uh, 
abused water, kind of. Um, okay. So as you can see, I'm sort of having a freewheeling one today. Or as you can hear, if you're hearing this instead of seeing it. You can also go to my YouTube channel, which is under the name Nick Flanagan, and watch these videos. I have I don't have a ton of views for them, but I have a little setup, and you can... I wear clown noses sometimes. It's stupid. I'd love to know what you think. I'm doing a comedy show tonight. My laughable and unlovable show. Today is the 22nd of August. Uh, you might be listening to this in 10 years. Who knows? I might be living uh, a solitary life in Nepal by the time you hear this, in which case I'll have retired from comedy most likely. But for now, my show is tonight. It's at a Unlovable Wonderful Bar on Dundas Street in Toronto. And we, I used to do the show with a comedian named Steph Tolev. She's in L.A. killing it. Steph Tolev ripping it apart at all times. One of the funniest comics in L.A. right now. It's Stephanie Tolev. But, yeah, she doesn't do it with me anymore. Got an awesome lineup. I'm excited for it. I haven't been able to write a lot of new material for it. I've been working on sort of the same 15 minutes for the last three or four months, tinkering with it. But that makes it hard for a show like this where sometimes there's a return audience. But I have a book called The Right Words, which has uh, funny turns of phrases. So <laughs> I'm going to bring that on stage with me and see if I use some of those funny, those uh, right words to use in conversations uh, on a crowd if they like me. Got a little gimmick. Plus, I have a bit I'd almost like to work out with you, the listener, right now. Maybe we can come up with a comedy bit together here, live and direct, in person. It's a joke I've been telling, or a thought I've been expressing, about uh, how I wish weakness were truly appreciated in society. That's part of why I've used the word weak in my work over the last while, is I think... You know, there's a difference in between being helpless and being selfish and helpless and we're all helpless is all I'm trying to say to, to a greater or smaller extent. And if we realized our overall weakness to the power of the world in the face of the eye of the storm, well, it might be just enough to heal the planet. But yeah, uh, I just think weakness is like really gets a bad rap, you know, just because I don't know how to tie my shoes. That don't make me unemployable. I want to walk into a, jo a job interview and have someone say, what do you bring to the table? And I just want to say nothing. I don't <laughs> I got um, I might be late. I might make you feel good about your performance. And I want them to say, you know what? You're the new boss. You're the new boss. We're going to give you a shot. Uh, I think that it's... I've, I've actually realized the basis of, of why I've got... Can't shake doing this joke. And it's because of ADD. It's because of the idea that ADD is like... People have different brains. Whether that's true or not, I'm not a scientist. This is Apparently, it's just a different type of brain. And... I'd re I'd love to live in a world that <laughs> lets me have this brain, you know? And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. So that's what I'm saying. And, like, weakness right now is like, well, I do a podcast about how weak I am, and uh, it 
brings in about a million dollars a year and I release it every day and uh, I'm pretty choosy about who my guests are. You know, it's like uh, you're professional. I'm just saying maybe the world needs to slip into amateurishness for a few years and I want to usher it into the age of amateurishness. Shish. Amateurishness. I was looking for music to play today and I found a Chet Baker song called Almost Blue. Um, Chet Baker, I'm, I'm reading Miles Davis's autobiography right now and he talks, he touches on Chet Baker, I don't know if he will further, but he is basically saying how annoyed he is that Chet Baker got as much plaudits and and praise as he did uh in his uh, back in the day because he was fine but he was nowhere near as good as all of these other black musicians black jazz greats and i don't want to sound like i'm like miles davis but i've always put on chet baker and kind of been like this is nice but this isn't like really doing it for me you know and I think it's part it's partly because although he's good, he's not he's a little it's a little simple or something. I don't know. But it's just like whatever. I don't know. Give me Bill Evans. That's the man who's been blowing my mind lately. But I I think that this YouTube comment on Chet Baker's song explains some of my issues with Chet Baker. So, three years ago, this guy wrote, This song makes me feel like a retired L.A. detective in a 1940s noir film, sitting in a bar alone, drinking away his pain and sorrow from all the things he's witnessed during his detective career. So I think maybe it's just that he has that kind of Bukowski, Tom Waits, Hunter Thompson thing that... I used to idolize as a teenager and then in my 30s I rejected it and now I'm kind of coming back to admitting that those guys some of them have some real worth mostly Tom Waits sorry it's true and uh, probably that's where Chet Baker is in that mix he is talented uh, I just think maybe the whole like white heroin jazz guy thing it feels like worshipping that in 2018 is like just be a pagan or a wiccan church of satan just any if you're going to worship people who are just like hedonists just like go into some neat pseudo religions become a druid by pseudo religions I mean like religions that died and have now like come back in this like strange form Cohen Muller Manafort Cohen Muller Manafort Bad day for Twitter as someone wrote everyone sucks Oh President arrest soon. I mean, maybe he will. <laughs> and the Michael Cohen stuff, it's all very funny. It's just that 
In no way is this situation good. In no way is this a situation that people should look at and say, oh, the good guys won. No, this is a goddamn mess. And it could have massive, it will have massive repercussions on America. And I want them to be good, but I don't know. I don't know where any of this is going, and it's all very scary. It's not Orwellian. Don't worry, I'm not going to call anything Orwellian. And I'm definitely into people being prosecuted for, like, crazy rich guy shit they're trying to pull. But it's just... Schadenfreude is a sin. And... Even if you're not religious, there's a reason there's a reason these things sometimes are sins. And I kind of think taking joy in the pain of others even if it's Donald Trump. It's hard for me to even get those words out. Maybe Donald Trump it's okay to take joy in. But you know, it's like get mad at the things they're doing. Protest those. I don't know. Just it's like, worry about yourself getting arrested is what I'm saying. Did you pay your taxes? Did you? I'm too worried about just staying alive to start like getting all up in, you know, the dad from Webster being indicted. Papadopoulos? Why is that guy's name the same as the guy from Webster? Don't know. Don't know. Well, folks, thank you for listening today. I'm having an end to this podcast for today. We've gone through some topics. I'd love to know what you think. I'm hoping this was a fun one wasn't too general my musings on politics are not in any way meant to excuse the people doing so I'm just what does it all mean where is it going are are we talking about policy here are you just taking joy in someone you don't like getting getting screwed because that's some reality show shit so don't do it unless you want to do it instead of watching Big Brother comments, questions job opportunities (laughs) right weeklypodcast at gmail.com w-e-a-k-l-y this is Nick Flanagan Weekly thank you for listening thank you for being nice thank you for hugging someone That body warmth is what will get us through the long winter. I feel like I was going to advertise someone's stuff, but I can't remember what. My friends in Fucked Up have a new single. I haven't heard it yet. But you should check it out. We should listen to it together. (laughs) Fucked Up are a band. I feel like I can say their name. Effed Up? Well, we're too late. The name's out there. Check out Damien's podcast, Turned Out a Punk. Peace, y'all.